Welcome back. This is the Veggie Interior Design Queen podcast. I'm Aurora Rodriguez. I help busy individuals and professionals through my interior design services at Dawn to Dust Designs save time by transforming beautiful and functional spaces in their homes so that they can live in comfort and ease. Have you ever made a decision in your life that required you to take a leap of faith? I have, and many of you guys probably already know my story. I was a school counselor before I studied interior design, and for today's episode, I've so a lot that's been going on in my life right now, which I may share later, <laughs> but I wanted to, you know, I was just trying to figure out what can I talk about for this episode, and I know in the past or at least in the first few episodes, I did talk about how I had lost my counseling job during the recession, and then I pursued interior design, and I I mentioned that I would talk about it at some point, so I think today might be a good day to talk about it. Not sure how many details I'll I'll share about it, but um, we'll see, only because my time is very limited, (laughs) and I'm sure you also have lots of things to do anyway, so I don't know how much you know how much you want to hear but anyway in 2009 the recession hit as many of you guys may recall and this was my first year working as a counselor and because I was the youngest counselor at the school district which was in Santa Barbara County I pretty much lost my my job because of the budget cuts and whatnot so at that time I, and you guys already know this, I'm a multi-passionate person, so there's so many different things that I love to do and that interest me, and at that time, I was really feeling the interior design um, aspect of things, like in that first year of my counseling position, I was just so fascinated with the thought of designing an office that was comfortable for not just my my students, but also for the parents and the teachers. And I was trying to find various ways to make it a, a soothing and comfortable and safe space for people. And I achieved that because I got a lot of compliments from staff, from students, from parents, and I naturally felt it every time I went in the office. I just felt like I was extremely productive. I had a water feature, I had plants, and just the decorations and the way I had set up the furniture just made a huge difference. And even though the other counselors in that school had the same office layout, mine felt different. Naturally, because of, you know, everybody has different tastes and furniture and aesthetics and People do things differently. So the way I had made that space, like you can just feel, you can feel that essence of calmness and feeling at peace. So I was talking a lot about interior design, not realizing it until one of my coworkers pointed it out almost near the end of my time there. And I remember FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, they went to one of our career days while I was a school counselor. And I 
was very intrigued by their presence because I wanted to know more about their school. I wanted to know more about the majors they offered. And mind you, it wasn't just wanting to know these things for my students because, of course, as a counselor, you want to be well-rounded and have enough resources to share with your students to help them with, with their career guidance. But also, instinctively, I wanted to know for myself. I wanted to know about interior design because that was something that, at that time, I wanted to pursue in the future. I mean, I don't know how many years into the future I wanted to do that, but I knew it was something that I wanted to study at some point or at least learn about because I was just so fascinated by it. So what ended up happening was that once that time came where I knew like there was no other other solution other than acknowledging and accepting that I was going to lose my position, I... I was like, well, what am I going to do with my life <laughs> after this? Like, yes, I'm going to continue to look for counseling positions. Now it's going to return back to L.A., which is almost like three hours away from Santa Barbara. So I, I knew that the chances of me finding another counseling position because of the budget cuts was going to be pretty slim. And it also might have been because I was still very young and naive and Maybe I didn't have the confidence in myself to know that, oh, there's plenty of jobs out there and I'm going to be able to find something else. Even if it's not exactly school counseling, maybe it's something related still to counseling. So I I just figured it's going to be hard <laughs> to find another counseling position. So let me do something else in the meantime until things get better. And again, because I was interested in interior design, I said, you know what? maybe this would be a good time for me to go to interior design school and also my one of my co-workers had mentioned that to me before before you know that school year ended and when she said that that really just stuck in my mind and that summer I did extensive research on interior design programs I was really reflecting on my life and what am I going to do and I even took a I called various various uh, programs of interior design to get more information. And because I had a keen interest in FITM, I called them and I, I set up a meeting to get a tour of their campus and just get more general and specific information about interior design. And when I went, I just, I fell in love with the campus and with everything that their program had to offer. So... You know, I luckily I had the support of my family. My parents have always been very supportive in whatever decisions I make for myself. And especially when it comes to going to school, they're all for it. As long as it's something that I want to do that's going to make me happy, they're supportive of it. So I remember talking to my mom about it and saying, you know, I don't know what to do. Should I go to interior design school or, or what? And of course, she was really supportive of it, and, and she encouraged it. And for me, I was just having conflicted feelings because I already had a master's. I had already been in school for eight years for my bachelor's and my master's. And I was thinking, really, is this going to be a good idea for me to go back to school and spend another... At the time, it was uh, a two-year program because... Um, 
this degree, what, they had the AA degree and also professional designation. So the AA degree was two years. Um, but because I already had my, my undergraduate degree, my bachelor's, for me, it was only going to be a year and a half program. But you couldn't do it in a year if you want to. So it wasn't going to be that bad. But I think just the idea of feeling like oh, I already have these, these other degrees. Why am I wasting time pursuing another, another career when I could be focusing on the career I already have? So those were just... And then also the, the cost too because FITM at that time was 33 grand just to attend for a year and a half or a year, I think. So imagine that, you know, it's just a lot of money. So anyway, there's just so many factors that, that took place and was running through my mind and helping me um, or making it difficult for me to make a decision. But in the end, I, I decided, you know what, <laughs> I'm just going to take a leap of faith and just go for it. Because if I don't do this now, when am I going to do it again? And I'm sure there's a lot of you out there who are also multi-passionate people. There's a lot of you out there that probably have pursued a second career. So if you do, you might be able to resonate with this. You might be able to relate. And it's it could be difficult. Or maybe there's some of you out there that already have a career and you're also multi-passionate and you're interested in pursuing another career, but you haven't had the guts to pursue it or you just haven't taken that leap of faith and, and I get it I know that feeling so um, anyway I ended up doing it and to be honest with you like looking back at that time that time frame or that you know that time in my life I am so grateful that I did it because if I hadn't done it then I honestly don't know when I would have gone back to school to study interior design and and secondly I just learned so many amazing things and that's I've met so many different people in life because of this career that I pursued you know the second career that I pursued so it's 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 just been an amazing experience and I am so yes it was an amazing experience but at the same time when I was in interior design school I was having second thoughts like once I was already had already set my mind like yes I'm doing it I'm already in I applied and I got in and everything there was a time during design school where I was really doubting myself and, and doubting the decision I made because I, I vividly remember sitting in the library at FIDM and I was I remember I was I was learning how to sketch because you know there's a specific class that teaches you how to sketch and I had to do all these different sketches as part of my homework but then at some point when I was in class and we were sketching and we were learning different shading techniques and things like that and we had to had to sketch out a chair I was sketching this chair and all these thoughts just came to my mind like are you serious Aurora you went to school to get your bachelor's and your master's. It took you eight years of so much work, so many sacrifices, and so many different things that you went through to get your school counseling degree. But now you're sitting here 
learning how to draw a chair. Is this seriously what you want to do? And it was that pivotal moment where I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? (laughs) Did I make the right choice? I was seriously doubting myself. But then I started thinking about, I'm not sure why I got emotional, but I started thinking about this passion that I had um, about interior design, like how much joy I felt with decorating my spaces and my office that first year of counseling and feeling that if I learn all these skills and all these techniques, when I get back into school counseling, then I can apply all those skills to make that experience even better for my students and for teachers and for parents and anybody that's in my office, you know, getting these counseling services. So luckily those feelings were just temporary, but I I do have to say that it, it was one of those experiences where reality just hits you and you start to doubt and question yourself, but I think deep down, you just have to take a leap of faith and trust the process and, and know that eventually, because whatever it is that you learn in school or whatever other career you pursue, nobody can ever take that away from you. All that knowledge that you gain, all those experiences, nobody can take that away from you. So even if, if you do end up with two careers and you only end up using one, that's okay because you still have those skills that you learn from the second one and you can still apply them in life and your daily interactions in some shape or form. So ultimately, that was one of the best decisions that I could have ever made. And like I was saying, like a lot has happened uh, these past uh, few weeks. Um, more specifically, like days before the Resurrection Day, also known as Easter, and even days the day after that and days after. So, And all of what I've just mentioned about pursuing a second career just ties to the benefits of having two professions. And I, I may use my platform to share like what has happened in my life um, these past several months, but I'm not sure because it is a sensitive topic and I honestly, I'm not sure how people will respond to it. So I will say that if you are a multi-passionate person and you are contemplating um, pursuing another career, but you haven't done it yet, my question is to you is, what's stopping you? Why haven't you just taken that leap of faith and pursued that second career? Like, why haven't you done it yet? Is it because of the people, what other people are going to think? Or or what, you know? And what is it that you're afraid of? I mean, I've already shared my my thoughts, you know, my feelings about what I experienced and It's interesting because at that time, I felt like I was alone in this world. I was the only crazy person pursuing a second career. 
And I didn't know of any other people that were pursuing a second career, especially not anybody my age. And at that time, I was like in my late 20s. I think I was 27. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing pursuing a second career at this age? This is unheard of. But lo and behold, when I was in interior design school, I met two people who were also in the same predicament as me. They went to interior design school to study their second career. One of them was a lawyer who was working in a law firm. And he was, I remember he shared that he just got so tired of his job because it was just so stressful and like all the politics that it, that it entailed. And he was just so sick of it. So he said, screw that. I love interior design. Let me go pursue it. And he was there. And then I met another woman who was a, a clinical psychologist. And I remember her saying that she was just so tired of, of you know, just, I guess, dealing with, with the patients. And she said, you know, I, I get more excited about decorating the offices for our private practice because at that time she was married to somebody that had this private practice and she was a clinical psychologist um, in that in that practice and she was helping she had a, a good eye for color and design so she was in charge of designing and decorating the offices for this private practice and she said I was more excited Aurora about decorating and painting the offices then when I would randomly run into my patients at the mall, like I was just trying to avoid, you know, <laughs> that interaction. But when I met her and I met those two people, the lawyer and the clinical psychologist, and they ditched their jobs and they went to design school, I was just, I felt like, okay, finally, I'm not alone. There's other people that are in the same situation as me. Now, honestly, that felt good because you know, there's a connection there and it's just great reassurance that there's so many people in this world who who have studied something or are doing something with their lives and have decided to change the course of their life by pursuing and taking a different path and that's okay. And what's wrong, I think, with our society is that we're not talking about this. Nobody's really talking about pursuing other careers people are afraid they're just stuck they feel stuck in the positions they're in now because either they already have families they have a mortgage they have all these responsibilities and things that they have to do so I get it, it I, I could see that being difficult so luckily for me at that time I was still young and I had no big commitments or any huge responsibilities like owning a home or nothing like that so it was easier and I'm so glad that I did it when I did. But my belief is that it's never too late. It doesn't matter what situation you're with, whether you're in, whether you're married, you have kids or whatever. I think if you really, when there's a will, there's a way and you can make it work. I think as long as you surround yourself, uh, people who can encourage you and support you and are there for you to kind of root for you through that process. And also I wanted to add that maybe there's a lot of you out there who you want to pursue a second career, but you don't know what career to pursue. Maybe because, like I said earlier, you might be multi-passionate. You love so many different things and you just don't know. Well, if that is your, your situation, then I have 
this amazing career assessment that can help you narrow down your career options and this assessment is based off your interest and things that you like. So if you've never heard of a career assessment, essentially what it is, it's like a, a survey that asks you various questions about your personality, things that you're interested in and your likes. And based on, on, on these survey questions, it narrows it down to selecting different clusters of various job categories. And this career assessment only takes about five through 10 minutes long to complete. And mind you, as a counselor, like I've given this career assessment to a lot of my students and I've done a lot of research on various career assessments. And this one is by far the best one I've come across and it's all online. And like I said, it only takes five to 10 minutes. So if you are interested in doing it, I highly encourage you to do so. Even if you already know in your heart what you're passionate about, it might be good to take it just to reassure and confirm that you are in the right field. But I even did it myself. Um, I don't know how many years ago, but I just did it just for fun because I wanted to see. I wonder what's going to come up. I wonder if like interior design or counseling is going to come up as my career assessment uh, cluster options. And sure enough, they did. So <laughs> I was glad that I did it because it just reassured me that I was I had studied the right things. But Guys, I wish my high school would have given this to me back in the day because I'm pretty sure that if I had not, that if I had done something like this in high school, I doubt I would have ever studied psychology or maybe even counseling. I might have just done architecture or I would have just gone maybe straight to interior design school. I don't know, but I am... Um, I love career assessments and I love the concept of it and I wish more more um, schools and more universities would talk about these and encourage people to take them, to help them figure out what do you want to do with your life. And if you're still not sure, then ask the universe, ask God, how can I serve humanity in this world? <laughs> what can I do to help serve others? And you'll start seeing those signs come to you because everybody here on this planet was meant to do something with their life and to help other people everybody has a special gift that nobody else has so just keep that in mind <laughs> and again the career assessment I am going to link it in this episode so keep an eye out for that and I I don't know I hope that <laughs> I hope that this uh, episode helps you it encourages you I hope that you learn something new or that at least it was interesting for you but I do want to kind of end by um, giving you guys another one of my favorite recipes and since you guys already know this is a veggie interior design queen podcast so I just want to share another one of my favorite recipes so growing up my mom and especially in Mexican families, Mexicans love to eat pinto beans. It's basically a staple. And growing up, when my mom would cook pinto, pinto beans, she only used salt. Um, you know, and she would put the beans in a pot with boiling water, and she'll 
cook them thoroughly and then add salt at the end right before they were done cooking and that was it so that's how I grew up eating pinto beans but years ago when I um I met my now husband he he had told me how come or not not necessarily how come but more like he was encouraging me like hey maybe you should add other things to your pinto beans like have you ever thought about adding onion and I was like onion that's weird even though I love onion (laughs) but for me putting onion in beans was a weird concept because I didn't grow up doing that so anyway he encouraged me to do that and also to add chile and like jalapenos I guess some people add jalapenos to their beans while they're cooking and again to me that was such a weird concept even though I love chile and by itself, you know, or with other foods. But again, the 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 thought of cooking pinto beans with onion and chile was such a weird concept that when he first told me about it, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But I ended up doing it. And let me tell you, it is a game changer. It gives your beans such an amazing flavor. And even if you're not into spicy foods or like anything spicy and hot, the, the, the beans won't even taste hot unless you really use like some really spicy chiles, but like habanero or something like that. But they taste amazing. And like I mentioned, aside from that, um, oh, and I also add Himalayan salt, so... The, those are just the basic ingredients, and if you want to try that, I, I highly encourage you to, to, to try it. Um, one of my relatives recently started cooking it this way, and she loved it. She told me, oh my gosh, Aurora, I did, the, I did the, the recipe that you were telling me, and she loves it. So I think now she's cooking them like that. <laughs> and um, if you do try it, guys, let me know. I would love to to see your beans so take a photo and tag me on social media or send me an email and um, and let me know I'm curious to know if any of you guys one have ever tried it like this and two if you actually cook it like that and if you haven't and are planning to do it then let me know as well okay so you can tag me at down to dust designs on instagram or you can email me at info at down to dust designs.com And I'll be linking all the information down below. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. And I will chat with you next week. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe to the Veggie Interior Design Queen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any major podcast platform you listen to. Please leave a five-star review and share with someone you care about. Thank you for tuning in.